tattoos have become more of a normal part of society and you know one of the things that's a common mistake that people do is they just go anywhere you know closest place maybe whatever's convenient and a lot of times they get a piece of art that stays on them forever that maybe they don't like so much so let me help you and eliminate that problem go see jeff lee watts Easy Flea Tattoos. You can find them on Facebook or Instagram, and you can find him at 1731 Dancy Boulevard in Horn Lake. Number is 662-280-0763. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's time for the In Off the Bench podcast. I am Daniel Ball, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, my partnering from my brother from another mother, Jim Cross. And Jim, tonight is episode 19 titled Lean Mean Machine, because tonight we're talking to professional bodybuilder, the Zeke dude, Tanner Jenkins. But before Tanner joins us, Jim, it was a big day a big experience for the city of Memphis. You were there in attendance at the Grizzlies game, but more than just the game, what what does today mean for the city of Memphis? You know, it's such a big deal. They get to be on national TV. The city gets recognized, obviously. Um, we have the Civil Rights Museum here, and a lot of people come in for this event. And today I wanted to acknowledge what I got to see. They gave three... Um, ex-athletes, the MLK Award uh, recipient for what they've done in their community um, in regards to civil rights. And those three men were Muggsy Bogues, Elvin Hayes, and Alan Houston. So shout out to those guys and what they've done. And, um, you know, as, as, you know, sports fans, we know who all three of those guys are and what they mean to to basketball as well. So um, that was really cool to see, um, you know, they brought in, um, multiple different people from the Civil Rights Association to give them the awards. So that was really cool. And, um, you know, my favorite quote from the day was change does not roll in on the wheels of inevitability, but comes through continuous struggle. Martin Luther King Jr. So um, shout out to the King. Absolutely. What a great day. What a great platform the city of Memphis has on national TV. The Grizzlies taking on the Bulls on a, on a very, very special day from Memphis, but it's another special day. It's Monday night, and you know what that means. We have another big interview. So, Jim, let's get to the biggest interview I'm podcasting this week with our guest, physique specialist, professional bodybuilder, Tanner Jenkins. Tanner, our guy, man. How you doing tonight? Doing good. How are y'all? Man, doing great. We are blessed. You know, before we really get into it, I got to ask, you know, when we see your Instagram title and, you know, we find out from you that, that Leonardo, you know, it's your middle name. I got to know, is he your favorite Ninja Turtle? Dude, all day long. All day long. So you go with the swords. Yeah, man. Like, because, you know, kind of have a personal relationship i'm like you know i might be related to this guy basically that's that's a mistake (laughs) (laughs) he he he's the he's the sexy pick now everybody likes leonardo they get swooned by the swords look man let me tell you 
It's all about Michelangelo. No, sir. 100%. Because you, you believe being funny gets you a long way, but I believe yeah. being a badass you like say Raphael. Raphael, Raphael you is say the Raphael. man. No. I relate to Raphael. He's angry. Like, let's yeah. go. We can, out, of we can all, here. out of all the weapons to pick, Tanner, out of all of them to pick, that's the worst weapon. <laughs> now, he defends himself quite well. His strategy is on point. He he flows well with those. I don't think if he got put with any other type of weapon, he wouldn't do as good as he does now. Look, old old Master Splinter could take Raphael. I think he could take all, down. all of them at the same time while drinking coffee. Yeah, Bebop, Rocksteady, regular Shredder, <laughs> Super Shredder. They they would all beat up on Raphael if it wasn't for the other turtles. Oh, uh, <laughs> and what a and what a perfect time to segue out of this since I disagree with you. <laughs> so we gotta ask you, you know, where are you from? It it obviously isn't from the sewers like the Ninja Turtles. Where is where is it you come from? I'm actually from Greenville, Mississippi, uh, down in the Delta, of Mississippi, man. Good old Delta. Good old Delta. Uh, Greenville is. Uh, is that anywhere close to where like Delta State is? Is that what yep. that is? You go down, you actually go through Cleveland, you pass Delta State, and it's like 30 minutes. You keep going through, and 30 minutes south of that, you hit Leland, Mississippi, off that exit, and then you go straight into Greenville. Gotcha. I got a good understanding. I live in Mississippi, but you know, I don't go down south much unless I'm traveling to Louisiana. So Amen. but I'm, I got a I got a good idea. Um, so family dynamics, man. We always like to get to family. You know, do you got siblings? You know, what's your family household look like growing up? Yeah, man, absolutely. So my dad, my parents got divorced on seven. My mom, my little sister, and me. So it's just like the you know the tripod over here, and just having these two as my like my my steady. If you go on my Instagram, man, like my sister and my uh, my mom, my everything. You know, from seven years old up to now, because uh, my dad. Moved off to Columbus, Mississippi. He was in Greenville, and then he moved off to Columbus. And so I kind of had to fend for my family. And, like, I kind of, kind of, like, was the, you know, the masculine in the house, you know, just did it. That. Did it help you grow up faster because you were the oh, man in the house absolutely. early? Absolutely. Like, I was taking care of my sister when I was seven. I was helping her, you know, bathing her, like, helping her go to school or helping her, like, in homework, first, second grade stuff while mom was working. Because, you know, she's in healthcare. She's a renal dietitian. So her job is in high demand, you know, and like I'm always she's working in long hours. And so I'm always at home taking care of Anna. Like, hey, you know, teaching her a little bit from right from wrong. So what's the age gap between you and her? Seven years. OK, so you're you're a big time influence for sure. Oh, yeah. My birthday's actually next Monday. So a week from today. That's what's right. up. Well, er, well, early, happy early birthday. And so with you being an influence on her, you know, um, you know, is she into, you know, nutrition athletics you know especially you and your mom both you know you're gonna go into the medical field like I mean is she all into all that like you guys are a little bit she's more like the artistic side she loves ballet she loves dance she loves color and stuff like that you know she's big into like just music in general she's man she loves drawing like she has a little Facebook and uh, she puts all her little drawings on there and it's insane how she can sketch like that uh, she plays soccer for a little bit she now she she comes to the gym sometimes but she doesn't like like working out with me because I'm there for like, you know, hour, <laughs> two hours, you know. And she's like, "Why are you on the treadmill so long?" It's like, "Well, it's part of cardio." She was like, "Why you got to do this and all that?" So, you know, it's funny just coming there. She would probably be in the pool or tan, you know. Yeah. She do all that stuff, and then she'll see me when I'm like, you know, coming in super 
you know, have my clothes on. And then next thing you know, I'm coming out drenched. And she's like, what happened? I'm like, what happened, you know? Well, I, can, I can relate to having the artist in the house. And my son, while I want him to be an amazing baseball player, he does play, but he is like his mother because um, she's an artist and he's on the artistic side. So I feel you. I understand it completely. But, you know, talking about you growing up, um, obviously you're you are where you are now with fitness. But I imagine that you played sports growing up because fitness doesn't just come unless you're into athletics. So what did you play growing up? Man, I played baseball. So, cool thing, I played baseball for the longest time. So, I was like, I'm trying to think, like 13, 14. Mm-hmm. I played AAA with DC Thunder back in the day at Stone Grove and stuff. I played for them, like uh, first base, center field, and all that. Then, you know, I got in height, I got in middle school, started playing football, played slot receiver and roll down safety. And I played till ninth grade. And then I got injured. We are playing OB at home when I was a freshman and I was starting. We did a reverse, got hit, and had a labrum tear in my left shoulder. And I'm left-handed, so it was just like kind of crippling, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, man, after that, I started just, you know, rehabilitating and I started getting jujitsu. Okay. Then, yeah, I did jujitsu for like three or four years along with Krav Maga along that time. Uh, and I started competing in jujitsu. I did Naga, Fuji. Uh, won tournaments and all that stuff like that. So with that, when did when did you actually along the way? When did you actually start like lifting weights and care about fitness? Man, I started lifting when I was like fifteen. Just you know, just going to the gym, just like like someone like I barely was there. They had no idea what I was doing. I was actually scared to go where the dumbbells were. Believe it or not. You know, it's funny, Tanner. Like here lately, I've been seeing a lot of high schoolers in the gym, mm. and and it's and it, but but here's the thing. It's funny, right? Like. I'm the old man who's like passing judgment on them now, but I was them, you know, they wear the cutoff shirts and they don't even have any muscles yet. And yeah, you know, but you got muscles though. You, you, <laughs> but like these guys, they're, they're skinny as can be and they're feeling themselves or checking out their muscles in the mirror. And I say something to my wife and she goes, don't act like you weren't that same kid. And I was that same kid. So I'm making fun of myself. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, and you got to start somewhere. So I, you know, yeah. I shouldn't be yeah. knocking 13, 14, 15 year old kids for in there getting it, yeah. starting their grind. So with that, um, talking about that age, what high school did you go to? And I went to uh, DeSoto Central High School. And actually, the crazy thing is that, man, before lifting, man, it's crazy. It's like part of my testimony and stuff. I was like into drugs, right? I started getting into drugs and all that when I was like 15, 16, you know, just getting the wrong crowd. I liked it too much sadly and then I started getting into selling it when I was younger and I got caught at school and they gave me two routes they're like look you can take this route and you can actually keep doing what you're doing and then you can end up in a federal pen I was like uh-uh and then you go there like but we got this route because you're so young you can actually you know admit what you're doing turn this thing around and don't let your family get into the stuff that they're going to have to get into along with addiction you know what I'm saying like like stuff like that. And so I changed around, got saved and um, went to Life Fellowship, like me and you talked about. Um, and then, man, and that's actually where I met uh, Cameron and all of them. And then I went to DeSoto Hills and I found out they went there too. So, and you know, Mr. Greg, uh, his family are super nice. Uh, Cameron James, all those guys, they went down to DeSoto Hills and I got involved in a local FCA at DeSoto Central. I was like ninth grade or I'm sorry, like sophomore year. 
Yeah, and that's what's funny. Anybody who's going to listen to this episode, you know, they're going to know that Cam's been on here three times, you know, obviously Greg James, you know, and all the people you mentioned, they're going to think that that's where this tie came from. And uh, for the listeners listening, I had no idea that you went to D.C. until tonight. And so uh, I'm actually learning that our circle is the same and I, and I had no clue. And so obviously with having so many D.C. athletes on, we know that it's a it's a big school. Um, we know that it's known for its sports and everything. Um, you know, you were kind of touching on it. And so you you told us kind of what you played in high school when you got into lifting and everything. Um, you know, with what you're studying now, you said you you kind of got into the wrong crowd, but to to be it, you know, where you are now and what you're studying, you had to have been into academics some or you wouldn't be where you are. So tell us about that. Man, so I was always the guy that was just there. You know, I was I'm smart, but like it all, like just in general, like this is how I take it. If you see something, I've always, I got to the point, even in college, I was always seeing what I had, what the teacher said, and what they wanted to, for us to do. You kind of pick up on like how they taught. And it's just, I learned the material so fast. I just clicked, and especially with medicine, like nutrition and stuff like that. Once I got to like sophomore year, I started taking AP classes, um, like yeah, AP English, A push, you know, that started, that was in junior year, uh, US history and stuff. And I just, I wanted to be a part of that crowd, man. I wanted to be in those, uh, like in those clubs, like, you know, National Honor Society, because my mom has two degrees. She has one in exercise science, like he does, um, and she has one in nutrition. She went to Southern Miss, and she actually played tennis. She won state like twice in Louisiana. And um, could have played at, uh, you know, Southern, but she focused on academics, too. Um, and because of me, like, being around her, she was always studying all the time. She was always doing that. And also, she was a single mom. She she wanted me to be on that path that I almost took. So she was on my case about studying. Like, I was studying, like, an hour and a half every night, even if it was just for a quiz. And she said it was all about habits because you're going to realize that this is the foundation once you get into college. And mom was always right because I slid, used that same foundation that I used even in high school. Like, it's really like, like she treated like pancakes. You know, you eat 10 pancakes a day. If you don't eat those pancakes, well, then you're going to eat 20 the next day. You know, so it's like that type of stuff in the household. Just really, really uh, struck, structure everything. That's how I like I, That's how I learned. I graduated from, uh, from D.C. with a, like a 3.2 GPA. Now, and then I boomed in high school. I actually went to Blue Mountain College where Alex Frimlin's at now. It's so crazy because Dylan Hill and Alex Frimlin at the college that I left right when they came. I was like, that could have came a little earlier, man. Daniel, frilly dilly, man. I know. They're making a comeback, man. I, uh, big fans of those guys. Those are good, good guys, man. Uh, we've had them on. Yeah, they're great dudes. I love them guys for sure. I hope they say the same, to be honest. <laughs> I, I think they will. They, they're they're pretty tight dudes. But yeah. um, you you talked about academics. You talked about having structure in place. You talked about um, you know getting better academically throughout your course of high school. Then you went to Blue Mountain. You graduated. So now your route is at the University of Memphis. Yeah. So the crazy thing is, I didn't graduate from Blue Mountain. I left my freshman year because. Um, they didn't have they, uh, they have a good exercise program uh exercise science but i was like basically doing an internship in ninth grade so i was just like why am i doing that and like the way they did their system great school love that school but for me personally it wasn't the best option you know because due to academics um, um i still had a good like 
3.7 GPA over there, but also financials over there. I was living over there, you know, on campus, kind of expensive, my opinion, but great school overall. So we just went ahead and stayed at Memphis and came over Memphis. And that was one of the best decisions I ever made academically. Um, I, I'm a junior right now uh, at U of M. And you, you're classified as pre-med, right? So yes, pre-med. What is what does that entail? Obviously, a, a, a lot of a lot of biology, a lot of anatomy, a lot of chemistry. Um, what 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 does the trajectory? Are you going to be able to finish there mm-hmm. in four year or in the next year and a half or however long you got two years, and then you're moving along in the program at Memphis, or do you apply somewhere else and try to get into another med school? Yeah, so it was a second one. So, like, I'm at, I'm taking, like, right now, you know, you got your core classes, whatever you take, what uh, you know, and so you take those, and then, you know, you'll take the pre-medical stuff. So, physics, you know, each medical school is completely different with the itinerary of what their admissions want to be looking like, right? So, you know, they, they, um, for UT, for example, they want, like, eight hours in biology, 16 hours in chemistry, um, you know, a certain amount of hours of physics, you know, biochemistry, organic. So this semester I'm coming up and taking like lifestyle management or whatever, uh, organic two, um, physics two, stuff like that, you know, uh, whew, organic's gonna make me cry again. But you know what? It's, it's fine. <laughs> That's, that class is tough. I see, I see him, him looking laughing over here. Yeah, it was awful, man. Look, yeah. I'm not the ac- academic guy. That's Daniel. So I have no room to really judge anybody. I, I, I say that I had an expression on my face because I feel you. Not yeah. that I ever yeah. took, not that I ever took organic chemistry, but my wife did. Ooh. And it Jeez. is, it was by far the hardest class or the class she talked about the most and that was even before med school like she didn't even talk about a med school class being as hard as organic chemistry was in undergrad but hey tanner fun 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 story for you or not even story just a a tidbit for you me and daniel met in biology class in high school fun fact and i i was still smarter than him i don't think i tried a day in that class if we didn't have a football coach for a teacher i don't think i would have passed (laughs) <laughs> dude i'm gonna tell you something the football teachers and football coaches in history probably the best classes i've ever had <laughs> no one can ever agree with, uh, disagree with me man they're at every school anybody i've ever every talked school. to it's all they're always there then there's never not a school is not made you know to its full potential if you don't have a d-line coach just having seeds in his mouth and just letting us watch movies all day long <laughs> all day so, so take me through the next phase obviously you got to finish up with your pre-med program undergrad stuff at um where do you want to go and what is it that that you want to do what's the end goal so vascular surgery is what i want to do at end goal um my mom so i told you like earlier my mom's a renal dietitian so i've been around nephrology like kidneys my whole entire life like at four years old i was in the dialysis clinic watching my mom tell people what to eat like I was actually helping her I had I was drawing pictures showing them like hey eat this eat this whatever you know so like uh nephrology is really cool I've loved it and I love surgery I saw my first surgery was a colostomy reversal um man it was it was it was awesome and uh y'all know what that is man Um, sounds sounds complicated (laughs) it 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 sounds disgusting (laughs) 
Man. <laughs> the colossal I'll, bag. I'll just I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> look, look, I, I'll, I'll leave it. I had three neck surgeries, and that was good enough for me. I don't need anything about what you're talking about. It's it's like a general surgery. It helps your colon get back in place for its function. That's so. So the question he you know he asked. So where is it you want to um pursue this at? Yeah. So I want to go to. Well, I'm gonna apply all over. Like so I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna go for the stars, man. Like Stanford, Harvard. I'm applying everywhere. Ooh. Yeah, I'm a, I mean, because you never know if I get in or not, right? And I can say I was an applicant at Stanford and Harvard. Either shoot way, your, I went. Shoot your shot. That's it, man. Yeah. And so, like, uh, mainly, like, UT is going to be a good one because all the doctors I work with, all the doctors I've shadowed, all went to uh, UT Health Sciences here in Memphis, which is a great school. You know, Vanderbilt, UT Vanderbilt, um, Michigan, Georgetown. I'm just applying everywhere, man. And the more I apply, the higher my chances will be for acceptance. Just, just know, just, just, just because they put UT on that piece of paper at the end of the, end of this, that don't mean you wear orange. <laughs> no, 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 no. Especially right, coming from the right. University of Thank Memphis, you. we can't have Thank it. You. All day, all day, Memphis, all day long. So, I mean, I, I think we, we, we get a good idea, man. You are the smartest guy on this podcast by far. And, <laughs> and oh, I don't you, know. There might be a fellow Memphis. There's some smarter folks on here for sure. No, there's a uh, fellow Memphis guy who has a complete argument with that, and I'm pretty sure he's familiar. Brady White <laughs> might want to argue that. I, and, and he can, and he would, and then he would, <laughs> Brady would think, about it for 25 minutes and then give me the best answer I've ever thought of. But I'm talking about right now on this show, he's definitely the smartest guy. Oh, no. I don't know about Oh, that. for sure. For sure. I like, I, I know where my limit is, and you are far exceeding my limit and brain capabilities. Um, it's tough for sure. The game. But yeah, tough. I mean, I, it just, it's a testament to you your drive your work ethic and and with that like it's it's obvious that you pursue um fitness and working out and diets because it's all the same man it takes a grind it 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 takes a a mental like fortitude that not everybody has so i want to dive into that a little bit now um you know your bio talks about men's physique mpc national qualifier um but what would you classify yourself are you a fitness competitor are you a bodybuilder like what what would you say you are whenever i got into fitness i was wanting like at the beginning of my bio too it says to help and motivate others you know like and that's like a big thing why i started my page is because the reason why i got into fitness is through a breakup man like it's crazy it was through a breakup you know and so like even through then like i always working out and i always had guys come up to me and tell me hey man you should do this try this try this it was to motivate others and as soon as i got into fitness and when i got started my transformation man it like pe- people are like y'all i'm getting the gym now because you're posting this because you got in there early so i wanted to go and it was just man it was just cool so really more of like a competitor um and just overall fitness and like a leader in the game in the fitness industry you know so you, that's a percent natural by the way yeah. you you broke up you know you had this breakup and you said I'm going to get into pursuing fitness or you were in fitness and this kind of pushed you to the next level or you were like, I'm all in. Yeah, man. I was all in. I was all in like two or three months after 
that breakup in 2018. Because um, I started seeing results. Like, my mom made me a workout plan. Or not a workout plan, a meal plan. And she was like, I told her I wanted to gain some weight. And she was like, all right, cool. And so the next morning, she brought this huge graph. And she was like, this is how many calories you should eat. We shall do it. And I was like, all right. And so then we did that for like three months. But then I started exploding just like, um, you know, overall health and wealth, man. I started feeling much better. I started like my stress, my sleep schedule is better. My grades actually went up like um, study habits, all that stuff like that, man. So really fitness, just all just to improve my life from that breakup. And then I started seeing guys compete and I was like, dude, this is insane. Oh, no. like, yeah. On, on a psychological level, do you think like this, this push to fitness was because you felt like you were not something with this breakup. So that's why it happened. You're like, then I got to do better on my end. So let me get into this man i was so insecure in that relationship it was not even funny and so i had to work on myself you know that made me realize i had to work on myself hey yeah, i, I, mean, I work out because i it keeps me from being a psychopath i'm just gonna put that out there hey <laughs> it, it works too. that works too man for real you got them demons you gotta fight them through the weights man not that's a real statement i would say there's probably a level of insecurity that everybody that is is really into the fitness game has oh yeah um, you know yeah. It, it could be anything as far as a breakup or you know being big as a kid or bullied or whatever the case may be um but there's also that level like jim is like i need this to keep me balanced to keep me sane to keep me from from going crazy on little stuff but Absolutely. um you 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 dive head first in it is it is it immediately I want to be ripped up and jacked or is it I want to be big, massive and just put some bulk on? Man, I, at first I was trying to get big, but the way my body was, I'm so lean. My mom is a very lean person, too. She can eat, dude, she can eat like 4,000 calories in a day and just stay the same size. It's insane. And so, man, I love the aesthetic look. I love being aesthetic. Huge, have the V taper of the lats, smaller waist, have proportional, you know, symmetry, uh, symmetrical, you know, shoulders, everything's looking good, full and uh, leaned out, you know, healthy, you know, that's what I went for. And that's why I went to go get, and that's what I went to do. Um, and as soon as soon as I, and the crazy thing is that not many people understand is that I wish people was consistently go to the, go to the gym more because Gee, man, some people have the most insane genetics. It's insane. And if they worked out and they improved that in the gym, they could release that potential they have. And some people just have it, and it's insane. And, like, guys, me in the gym, like, my chest is lacking. My quads are lacking. I see guys in here that are just, like, huge, you know? And I'm like, hey, man, you should compete. And he's like, no, nah, bro. I'm like, I understand. I respect it. But, dude, you would kill the game, you know, like. It's insane how people have that genetic makeup. So I always went for the aesthetic look because I knew I wanted to do men's physique. That's the main body type I have. Yeah, did you – can anybody do bodybuilding? Can anybody get big? Or is there a level to it which you're like, your body just will only get so big? That Now, the second part, the body can only get so big, which is why people switch over to performance enhancement drugs. And bodybuilding, that stuff is literally just there, you know? 
and not many people in all and mainly in the fitness industry so many people get this the wrong impression that I, I hate it sometimes you look in a magazine or a post and a guy is shredded and all that stuff like that and he takes a picture and young dudes like like uh jim was talking about like 14 15 year olds were like man, i want to look like that but they don't understand that those dudes are probably running cycles like eight to ten week cycles of like trim you know d-ball yeah. whatever and also in that picture alone they're probably like dehydrated for like 24 hours <laughs> prep for like 10 you know 10 weeks you know just for one picture it's crazy or they probably took that picture right before a show or something like that i like it's just more of like there's more to it than what the picture says you know i think the body can only go so far genetic makeup wise before you have to manipulate and enhance it to go even further well what's funny is tanner is i was pushing all the weight in the world but i was overweight and so Daniel will tell you, I started getting frustrated and he always tries to tell me not to listen to what people think. I'm not very good at Absolutely. it, but I lost, <laughs> I lost 43 pounds. I lost 43 pounds and was being accused by numerous people of using steroids. And I said, Dude. all I did was trim the fat. So because you see veins, I'm on steroids. I was like, I've always been this strong and big. I've just been chubby, bro. What? So many people think I'm on performance enhancement drugs. It's insane. I actually got told today that someone thought I was on performance enhancement drugs. I told them, I said, it's insane when you follow a consistent diet, work out consistently, and drink a gallon of water a day. It's mm -hmm. insane. And now, it's, it's probably a scary thing for you to even think about, like, with your past, to even think about going oh, down that road. Absolutely. Because because you never get off the needle whenever you get on it. Now, I'm gonna be honest, have I ever thought about it, right? Yes. Like, you know, like, I'm really like, like how I think is, I was like, okay, if I do get on it, what will happen? Okay, I don't have my pro cards yet. Therefore, why would I get on something that's gonna benefit, or that, that's not gonna benefit me? And also like, I'm not gonna bodybuild forever, I know that. Why would I want the consequences that come with it after I'm done with the sport? So and I also so, not to do it. So what's what's your stance on on supplements? Now I do take supplements. I actually used to work at Wholesale Nutrition for like a year and a half. So what what would you say are staple supplements that yeah. you 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 would recommend to anybody mm -hmm. um, that's just trying to you know really just promote a healthy lifestyle? Right. So mainly you want to look at your your, your nutrients called the macros, your fats, proteins, and carbohydrates. That's like your main thing for your diet, right? Because around 80 to 90, 75, 80 to 90% is your diet, right? All of your, you know, consists of your diet. So I usually tell, I recommend when I was working there, eat from all demographics from like 15 years old to they commit, you know, they play at DC, whatever, to like an 80 year old trying to just get back into healthy habits. Um, always prescribe or not prescribe, I recommend a uh, uh, greens, like, you know, powdered greens, good in the morning, fish oils, um, get your omega-3s out of it, creatine, creatine's always good, creatine amount of hydrate, helps you hold water in the muscle, muscle bellies, and actually makes you feel full, you can eat, because you have a little bit more muscle, you know, muscle density, therefore, you can actually lift a little bit more, um, I said fish oil, creatine, um, protein, protein powder, of course, right after the gym, 15 to 30 minutes after, because your body is still producing all that blood flow to the area you worked out. Um, Pre-workout, if 
yeah, if you have if you have heart issues, always ask your cardiologist or your physician before using a pre workout. Always that's, ask. That's you. That you're my guy. <laughs> Dude, man, I'll be like, look, is your doctor cool with this? Like, do you have any type of like you know bad side effects of stimulants? Because I'm like, I take the crazy stuff. I take the four hundred. Right. Look, look, and it's funny. He 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 brought up the pre workout, Daniel, and um, I don't know if he's. <laughs> We we had T Cummins, who's an MMA fighter on here, Tanner, and he uh he's also a bodybuilder, and he was pushing up more weight than I've seen him push up. And I said, "Dude, what's going on?" And he said, "I'm gonna tell you, it's the Total War pre workout." And what's funny is I've been, yeah I've been on Total War, and it's funny <laughs> like that stuff is legit. It's amazing like what it'll do for you when you get in there. But to your point, make sure your health is right for taking that stuff because if not. You might have a heart attack right there. Right. That's why I ask the people all the time. If you let, have- let me tell you, let me tell you about Redcon products. Them dudes, whatever they're doing the market, they're doing it right because yeah, like absolutely. there's not a single day that goes by that I don't get an email or a text like 30% off with a free t-shirt. Right. Man, they're always producing deals. It's, it's insane. Yeah. Like because <laughs> it's like, yo. Know, it's insane. Whenever they drop that, you know, whenever, like, even Black Market. I like Black Market products, too, you know. And that was my first pre-workout. Tasted off. I dry-scooped it. But... Oh. <laughs> Daniel got sick just hearing you talk. <laughs> hey, and like, let me tell you the thing on creatine. Look, I used it while I was in Iraq, and people, like, in Iraq, like, so when you do 12-hour, 12-off, or 12-on, 12-off, I can't mm. even talk uh watch shifts you got time for the gym right and so i would go to the yeah. gym before watch and i go to the gym after and because i was on a base of fifty thousand people we actually had a massive gym well i took creatine for the year while i was over there tanner and so obviously it's 140 degrees over there the knock on creatine is you hold the water weight not when you're in iraq i came back solid muscle man. people are like what the heck you went to iraq and came back rock solid i was like man i use yeah. creatine while sweating it out <laughs> dude it works like there's there's some a lot of good studies on it because your body produces in your bone marrow around two grams of creatine a day. You know that's how much your body produces much around. Um, uh, so it's some it's some good stuff, and I always recommend it to the guys coming up because I'm like, and also, I, I you know I'm not a big fan of when people creatine load. I, that's not me because that's bad for your kidneys. One, two, you're not you need to drink around 120 ounces of water per five grams. You're you, to me, if you have to load creatine, you're producing way more than your body can even handle to begin with. So you're just going to pee it out. And on top of that, it's like, what's the purpose other than a moneymaker so that you go through it faster? You know, exactly. like if you take it consistently, it's like taking anything. If you take it consistently on the same day, every day, you're going to get, you know, your body's going to start getting adjusted to it. Like, that's just, that's. I always tell them, like, I'm like, there's no reason for you to do that. Like, half of it's going to be pushed out, you know? Like, so it's I, amazing. Yeah, I want, I want to get back to this diet and nutrition, but more so, like, prepping for contests. But first, first I, I want to talk about um, your competitions. Like, what competitions have you done so far? How have you done? And then where are you headed as far as competing? So- uh, we competed at uh, we competed at the NPC Memphis show last year in April. Won my overall in novice. I got fourth in true novice, which was eh, that was my first show ever, by the way. So I came out 
you know, place both both parts. And then I competed for the overall and I didn't win it. So I came out, you know, qualified, you know, for the national ranking and stuff like that. So I competed at a higher show. And so we're actually, we took, we took a little bit off, like a month or two. So my coach, by the way, Troy Ivy, Ivy Fitness, that if you see him on my Instagram, that's my coach. Man, Ivy Aesthetics, that is the team. Like, just want to give him a shout out real quick because that coach, my coach is like a big part of what I am. Like, my physique is literally his mind. His mind is like my physique because like he basically is like, okay, you know, you're holding these mini carbs. Let's pump it down a little bit, see how you look tomorrow morning. What's that weight? You know, crazy stuff like that. But anyways, um, we competed that show. And then we took like a couple months off and I started back prep in June and we competed in October. And I like waxed the floor and that wasn't expecting to um man actually in the middle of that prep I was actually want to give up because I was like this is insane I've been on prep since like basically February I feel like I'm showing no improvement at all and he said my coach is like you just have to wait I promise you it's gonna hit out of nowhere I was like okay he's like don't stretch your cortisol levels gonna go up I'm like all right man okay I'm sorry I'll listen to classical music or something I'll sit here and just do nothing. But, like, we came out and waxed the floor on that. So, we got the overall. And, you know, I did novice just to get some more stage time. Novice and the overall. So, I'm Mr. Physique of Battle West Georgia. That was in October. And so, we're in the offseason right now um, for around a year because I need to grow. I need to get a little bit more size. And we're going we're gonna to compete in um, hopefully in Pittsburgh in December of this year in the NOF. Going for right. the big, big stuff over there. That's where the big dogs compete. So if I want to get better, I got to go where the big dogs are. And they, yeah, you, it's you, you gotta, you gotta have a comparison and a baseline of where you stand. I mean, just yeah, looking, absolutely. looking on social media, man. You know, you you look ready. Um, you look great, um, especially in in competition Thank mode. Um, how how far out does prep start for a competition? So you really want to choose your show, right? You want to choose your show so you can base the prep off of it. Um, really, for me personally, because when I'm in my bulk, I really don't gain that much, you know, not that much fat anyways, but definitely like, you know, water weight and, and more like contractile tissue. Um, so that was the crazy thing is that like my preps only go for like nine to 10, at the most 12 weeks. That's the most. And like, that's like, we still have a lot of food and like, you know, the 12th week through like, counting down the 11th and 10th and 9th week we start trimming off a little bit like I'm talking just barely any and then um you know that's around 12 weeks for sure is 12 weeks pretty standard or is it 12 weeks low because you try to stay in pretty good shape throughout the year oh yeah so like man one thing about bodybuilding is that you're always going to try to maintain some sort of want of, of physique. Like I posted a picture, I posted, you know, a physique update. I really don't do physique updates on Instagram sometimes, mainly just because of, you know, other guys comp I compete against follow me, you know, like, I don't know if you, but like shows put me on their stories and all that. And other competitors follow those show pages, you know? So I try to keep my physique on the low. Cause I like, I like coming out of nowhere, man. Like that's my thing. I like coming in silence. So like that physique, that's what we're looking at now. So we want to maintain a lot, just a little bit, you know, a little fat, yeah, so you can gain weight, but not that much to where you got to have a draw, like a long, just like long, drastic, long prep. The, the longest my, my prep was 14 weeks. That was my first show. We prepped hard as crap for that one. Whew. 
was that kind of it, it rocked your world and like really was like gave you a reality check of what you really have to do to, to yes. be successful man you have to you kind of like Jay Cutler says this and he's like not so I totally agree with him he said you kind of have to be a little bit crazy to do bodybuilding because you have to eat the same exact thing every day man I lived in a box it was insane I lived in a box like I woke up at the same time every day I went to go eat the same meal every day like took the same same supplements and all that stuff like that even listen to the same songs that morning every day just to know whenever I like because at the end of the song it's like okay I know I go do cardio like everything was so structured and I knew exactly what was happening like it was insane but sometimes like yeah I, I never thought I would say I can't eat that so many times because of people like they're like they're like hey man you want to go out? can't you want to go eat? Can't, man. I'll that's go. The, go. That's the worst. I, I haven't had to endure what you're doing, but I, I did 75 hard, and now I'm doing 75 hard advanced. And I can't go eat with anybody or do anything. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm in prison. You just live in the box. You're in the you're in the you're in the the box. That's what we call it, the box. And also, by the way, I've been seeing you do that, dude. You, I see you dedicate yourself. I'm like, man, I'm gonna have to jump on that. I saw, I keep looking at it because I see you keep, you know put it on every day, and I'm like. I might have to get on this, you know, it's, just to do something small. It's the only way Daniel will tell you he's, he's, he's known me for 25 years. Uh, the biggest problem for me has always been um, two things. And, and one doesn't even have to do with, with physical health, but it, the dieting has to do with the other part is I'm not a big reader. Right. And uh, he, you know, he, he's always encouraged me to read and grow. And so two things that come from that program is dieting. And then the other comes from you, you're required to read every day. So I, we know I can do the exercise portion. That's not a problem. But when you hold yourself accountable to, to, to the daily task it has, to, to reading, to, to dieting, to, you know, no, no junk food, no alcohol, none of that stuff or whatever, it, it, it does it. If I don't do a program like that, I do not have the discipline to maintain and stay on track like you're saying you do. Like you're doing it without a 75 hard program. You're doing it because you have goals. I can have goals, but I'll still see that big double cheeseburger waiting Man. over there and I'll take it down with, you know, no regard. I'll tell you what, you should have, man, that's so crazy. I wish you were to follow me on my Instagram when I was like, like two weeks after my show. I'm not kidding you, dude. I had people sliding my stuff. It was food every day. It was like, <laughs> like I have like, dude, my search, you know how you go on a search and stuff on it? Mm-hmm. It was literally food. It was nothing but food. I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing to myself. I well, was watching documentaries on food of Netflix. Well, we, we've been talking about ourselves, but don't let Daniel, you know, he's he's kind of hiding his physique down there, and he doesn't really get on social media. But my man over there has done CrossFit games. He's ran marathons. Don't don't let him play you over there on that side. What, dude? I CrossFit? That's, that's he, he had me. Hey, look, the CrossFit's one thing. When he ran the marathon, he, man, tipped the cow. He, he ain't going to ever catch me doing that. Man, I don't see. I can run. I can get in a good pace. You know, I can start breathing well. I just get a good stride going, and I just zone out, dude. But CrossFit, like I done it once with my friend one time. Man, that's that's almost threw up. That is an animal. Y'all crazy? <laughs> like y'all lifted all that weight over your shoulder like that, snatching like three hundred pounds. I'm like. But it's not even just that. He had me do some of his workouts. I can do the heavy lifting, but then like they do like car- there's like so they superset. They do they do like cardio between it. And so you know I'm pushing up the heavy weight at Daniel's house, and then he's like, I need you to ride the bike and do push ups between it. And so it's a constant cycle. And mm-hmm. next thing you know, you feel like death. Man, like you don't even feel your heart no more. It's like like it's still beating. 
<laughs> still beating. You would check it, you'd be like, hold on. Like, it's crazy. I worked at NutriShop, too, NutriShop South Haven for a while with um, uh, Thomas. He's the owner of it. And they had a pre-workout for CrossFitters because they only had 150 milligrams. And I was like, why is it so low? He said, because they're moving so much, you don't want their heart to explode. Duh. And I'm like, I don't do CrossFit, man. Like, I give it to the people who do CrossFit, but it's just not my cup of tea. Woo. I, no, that's not it. I can't. I mean, I don't know. I, I fell into it about 10 years ago and shoot longer than that, but um, it kind of filled it a void for competition. And, you know, there's, there's a level of competition in the gym. There's a level of community and like support. Like, I just like it. Like it's, it's a good atmosphere. It's great workout. It, you get in, you, you get out what you put in and right. I got, you know, it's, I could spend two hours at the gym and get a good workout and probably look better than I do now. But I like getting in 45 minutes to an hour, not having the weight on equipment, get my workout in and I'm done for the day. Like I burned a thousand calories and boom, Great. just like that. Yeah. I burn around, man, at the most, I'd say when I'm on prep, it's like, you know, hoodie on game on like it's crazy people will see me with my hoodie and they know not to talk to me because it's like it's like game like that's no carb day no carb day it's the hoodie day okay and i'm feeling like absolute death but my my intensity is all the way up i'll burn like two thousand calories so let, let's get into that all right let's um for for a show like what is the ideal body weight that you're looking at so it's different. And so it also depends on what, what, you know, what type of style of bodybuilding you're doing, like what class are you doing men's physique? Are you doing open? Are you doing 212 bodybuilding? That's you can't go over 212 pounds. Right. And so like in men's physique, they actually don't do weight. They don't measure weight, which also generation iron is actually trying to change that because a uh, former uh, Olympia, he doesn't compete in Olympia no more because he was one. Well, he, he still had the aesthetic, you know, the old type of men's physique. But as men's physique got bigger, it's just it's just height. They measure by height. So you could be the same height as me, right? But you could probably weigh 30 pounds more than I do. And you got me. You got me on mass, right? Because judges are looking for conditioning, especially in men's physique, conditioning, um, you know, uh, uh, symmetry, fullness, and muscle maturity. That's the main four things. Think of it as like the, the really, really aesthetic, like comic book lifeguard. You know, that's what they're looking for on stage. And so, like, um, I usually – so my first show, I was on – it was crazy. My first show was 153 pounds on stage weight, right? So that was my first show. That was, like, the foundation that made the baseline. So we wanted to go above that. So we got back on stage in October at 168 pounds. That's insane. We grew that much mass, and many people thought I was on gear. And it makes sense to think that, but it's literally nothing but we just up carbs. Carbohydrates are up, fats are up. That's it. No protein stayed around, you know, a gram per body weight, right? Stayed around 165, 168. Carbs. Are you are you doing two two grams or more per per body weight? You talking about for protein? No, for carbs. Oh, we're doing probably five. Dang. Yeah, man. So I was eating like I was eating 300 calories, like just eating. Just I'm talking about 300 calories, 400 calories a day. So, That's so our car. it's no surprise. It's no surprise to you and your team. Like you put on the weight because like you're essentially yeah. 
fueling that because I know I've read a bunch, you know, a bunch of different things, and like the the easiest way to measure it to, you know, whatever your ideal weight is, you want at least a a gram of protein per pound of body weight, two grams of carbs per pound um, of body weight, and it usually gets you roughly close, but. Like, I, I, could, I, I couldn't imagine knowing that you, you want to put on, you know, like 15 pounds and now, okay, like, where do we go from here? Because it's you know, not like you're able to eat shit. Like, you actually have to, like, eat, eat so the right clean. stuff. Right, exactly. Yeah, and that was, that was the crazy thing. My coach, my coach, really, it was eye-dropping, man. Like, like, there's some, I don't know if y'all look back on my Instagram, there are some videos backstage, you know, of me, my back and my abs and, Dude, my coach was like, he started almost tearing up. He said, this is insane. Like, this is the best you ever looked, man. And I was like, and I was like, this is crazy because, you know, in October, um, well, late, uh, late, uh, late September, early October, like, my grandparents, three of my grandparents died, man. And I had to carry, I had to carry all of them, you know, I was a, I was a, you know, pallbearer. And my grandmother died a week before my show. She died a week, man. So I was... I went in that show like pissed. I was like, ain't nobody winning this show because I'm winning it because my grandmother wanted me to win. Like, like there was no stopping me. I was, man, I, had, I went backstage and people would literally look at me when they, were, when they were warming up, you know, bands, they forgot to warm up at one point because I was just in my zone. Like my coach, me and my coach went back there and it turned up. So like with the weight wise, like my prep got even better. Like I was so strict. And that's why I think I gained that much weight, man. Like, like I came out looking full. I came out looking so full and, and like, man, I was lifting, I was pushing like 275 on bench, just repping it three weeks before show three so, weeks. Right now, take me through a, a typical day. Um, take me through the moment you wake up, what time it is mm -hmm. um, to the first meal, to the first workout all the way until bedtime. Like I'm, I'm curious because, like in, in my head, I have an idea and I envision, like, I know sleep is important. You should be getting X amount of hours. I know that hormone levels are important and you got to do things and eat a certain way to have some balance there. Um, but what, what does that look like in your world? So on prep right now, it's very relaxed. I'm in all season. I'm still taking my vitamins. I'm still eating like five thousand times a day. Definitely eating somewhat crappy, but you know, got to enjoy myself, right? Kind of have to, you know, enjoy food. So, like, you know, I'm going to tell you one day, I'm going to give you a day in prep. So, you, I wake up at 4.45. Um, I usually go to bed the night before, 9.30, on my diet, every night with melatonin. That stuff knocks me out. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, I wake up 4.45, go downstairs, uh, turn the TV on right here, um, and then play, uh, play relaxing music because I don't want to wake my mom up, you know, I don't want to wake her up. And then I just also, um, that gives me in a different type of mindset. Kind of helps me motivate and kind of helps me meditation because I eat in the morning by myself when it's dark in the house. You know, it's weird. I have meals made already before, like three or four days before. So I'll pop one out. Usually consists of egg whites. I actually drink my egg whites. I don't like eating them. I drink those. <laughs> yeah, he's laughing. At, yeah, for real, dude. Those things are just easy to drink for sure. And so, uh, isn't that dangerous? These are pasteurized. Okay. Oh, I don't drink that stuff. Nothing's dangerous oh, in this game. Yeah, we we making sure we don't get that that bacteria in there for sure. So I ate that first meal. Uh, it consists like egg whites, you know, 
sometimes jasmine rice, man, jasmine rice is really good with eggs. Um, or it's just it's just cream of wheat, and I throw some protein in there with some honey. Um, and then uh, so what? Uh, what's the what's the caloric breakdown and the macro breakdown for that first? So one? it's going to be around you know uh, thirty grams of egg whites, uh, one hundred fifty grams of cream of wheat, uh, and one hundred like one hundred eighty grams of blueberries on that cream of wheat. One scoop of protein powder, which is around 25 grams as well of protein. And um, that's it. I don't have my fats in the morning because I'm about to go work out. I don't use my, I, it's just more of like the carbohydrates. I want the honey to hit. I want the blueberries. Actually, blueberries, you know, consist of serotonin, right? Helps serotonin levels. Cause at that point you're so tired and you're so mentally like just out of it. You want your serotonin levels to get back up. So you don't increase your cortisol levels. So you don't hold water, right? It's all connected. So, and then, um, then, you know, I'll go work out. Depends on what day I do cardio first, get my, take my pre-workout in the car. You know, I actually listen to a video at every time of Sean Roden. He's Mr. 2018 Olympia. I don't know if you ever heard of that guy, um, but he's big in the game. He actually just died from a heart. We don't know. I don't know how he died, but he died a couple like a month ago, unknown cause of, uh, as of I know, but I listen to his motivational videos and I go in the gym. I listen to dubstep all the time, man. <laughs> dubstep what's, is a must. What's your favorite song? Dude, uh, Scary Monsters and Nice Sprites by Skrillex, the OG. Da so Daniel, let me ask you a question because I'm a little disappointed. He's, you know, I get the Skrillex thing, but, um, you know, we born and raised in Memphis. Like, I'm listening to gangster rap, and I go to it. Look, I, I'm a, I'm a good I'm a good Christian man now, but when I get to the gym, now, the the Memphis rap hits my my iTunes. Now, let me tell you what I've been to. Real, I'm gonna tell you what I've been listening to lately. I've been listening to like Bear Grylls. You know, I gotta listen to Gunna. Gunna's needed. Uh, Hurt World. Uh, City Morgue. You ever heard of them? Mm -hmm. Dude, bangers. Hurt World 99 is insane. So, I love so, that. So now I got to ask, Daniel, what do you still listen to? Old school Project Pat? Project Pat, man. I mean, I'm, I'm old. I'm listening to podcasts and <laughs> Audible and Audiobook. Oh, the new, man. The news My man is getting educated while he's working out. Finan <laughs> financial advice, uh, investment advice. Or to reverse one one chapter to know it better. That's me right there when it comes to studying. I mean, I, I'm telling you, like, I've gotten so old. Like, I really have. Dude, man. You're I, too much younger than me. I don't want to hear it. You know, I, I noticed this. Whenever you're going to sleep at 930, that's how you know you're actually getting mature. Not saying old, but mature. You got you think about the day before you think about the day the next day, right? You want to get all the energy. Oh, for right? sure. For See, sure. I'm still a young buck then. I don't go to bed till like midnight. What's up? <laughs> I mean, I, I it it takes special people like Tanner and I to get up at 4 30 yeah. in the morning. When the I, sun isn't even up. Yeah, I I called Jim today and it was like 10 o'clock. <laughs> he, he was like I just got up. I'm like, what? Man, like, I was headed to the gym at 9 a.m. You're a liar. My, day, my day's. He, I was like, dude, my day's halfway done. I was, I was like, on my way doing? to the gym when you called me at 9 a.m. You're a liar, bro. I'll be looking at my clock when it hits like 11. I'm like, dude, this seems like this day is so long. But I forgot I woke up at 4:30, so you have so much time, so much time. And no, I'm not. 
Daniel, I'm just trying to get caught up. Remember, I went through two insomnia episodes where I went like two weeks without sleeping. I'm just trying to get caught up for all those hours I missed. That's insane. I guess. Well, let's get back to the diet. So you you had <laughs> you had your 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 liquid egg whites pasteurized. You, you just took them down with a shot glass, however you want to do it. Just your cream of wheat. Um, you finish that meal. What what comes next? Are we headed to the gym? Yep. So I take around 30 to 45 minutes to let my food digest because first of all, I want a good pump, you know, so my body is still trying to break, use all that blood to break down that food, you know, so I'm not going to let it, you know, use that so I can get all the effects of the food. So I wait that, you know, 45 minutes. I just usually sit around while, you know, watch TV, catch up on some, you know, I, sometimes I watch the news, but I usually turn it off because it's just nothing good on the news. But I usually, um, man, I actually, if it's in school, I just start studying a little bit kind of get my mind right for the day because I have like a calendar in my room and I'll like, okay, what am I doing today? You know, da, 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 da. And I look at it, I'll assess what, what I'm like, what, what do I want to accomplish today too? Because every day is an opportunity. Like, you know, as Arnold source, as Arnold Schwarzenegger says, he says, well, just sleep faster, you know, because you got all this, you know, all this stuff you want to do. So because of that, I kind of want to manage it. So I'll sit there and manage that, get my day right, go to the gym, uh, take my pre-workout, in, you know, in the parking, like I said, I work out, do cardio. What, usually what pre, what's your, what's your pre-workout? Man, I like Total War, but also, you know, Geeked is really good too. Geeked is good. That's um, Wholesale, the owner, he, that's like his main brand. And so I'll just, it has good stuff, has good pump, you know, good pump qualities like L-carnitine, L-citrulline, you know, gramma creatine, all that stuff like that. Good pump. Uh, and also, I drink a BCA while I'm working out too. That's why I also think people should always get is a branch chain amino acid because also studies have, studies have shown that if you have stomach surgery or something like that, they mostly prescribe L-glutamine because it help restoration of the you know intestine intestine wall and like just intestines in general. So, so are you are you taking that post workout too? I mean, obviously, we're going to get no, to that. Yeah, I take it throughout the day, man. I'll have, like, a big jug most of the time. And I'll do, like, three or four scoops in it, and I'll just drink it throughout the day. I usually drink – I want to drink around a half a gallon before I work out. That's my goal because I'll do a half a gallon before, half a gallon after. That's how I will split my day with water. And so I'll throw, in, I'll throw the BCAs in there for taste. Um, sometimes – I actually sometimes throw my creatine in there too, but I take my creatine – well, actually, I, my coach doesn't want – I can't have creatine, like, five weeks out. At five weeks out, cut creatine, you know, holds water. So, like, no creatine at all. It's no, no. Um, but before that, yeah, I'll drink. I'll just take a scoop for workout. But um, I'll drink that. I have a protein shake afterwards. I usually use Lean Whey. That's my uh, protein of choice, Lean Whey. Um, it's really good stuff. Um, and then the next thing I like is uh, I also have, like, carbs, too. Like, you know, just powdered carbs. It has, like, 25, you know, 30 carbs in it. And I'll add that into my, you know, add that into my macros. So my post-workout is, I already told you pre-workout, post-workout is around, you know, scoop and a half. So it's around 45, 30, you know, 30 to 45 grams of protein, 25 grams of carbs, and five grams of fat. Because, you know, every scoop of protein has around five fat. And no carbs in the protein because I get the isolate. So, um, and then after that, I'll go home, I'll stretch sometimes, or I'll just take a shower or whatever. Meal. And that so my my post workout is actually considered a meal in my plan. So this is meal three, and it's around like, you know, twelve. You know, most time twelve o'clock. 
And so around that time, 12 o'clock, I'm usually um, making my next meal. It's going to consist of like salmon, salmon, broccoli, uh, and jasmine rice. I usually eat jasmine rice a lot out of my stuff because um, that really settles in, in my, in most people I tell you, you got to let your body, you know, how, how do you respond to certain foods? Like you may respond better to sweet potato than I do, or I might respond better in jasmine rice than you do. So I usually stick with the jasmine rice. Jasmine rice, any type of veggie, broccoli, whatever. You know, so you brought you brought that up, and uh, when I read, uh, you know, I was talking about the seventy-five hard and reading books, and I was reading Drew Brees' book, and he was talking about food allergies and food that you you don't think because you eat it, you don't have an allergic reaction. Right. You, you think that you're not allergic to it, but actually, your you don't know it, but internally, your body's responding to it in a negative way, and that's why they do those tests for for athletes, especially on the college and professional level, to find out what your body really actually likes it doesn't like right exactly man like my coach he's so knowledgeable in this game it's insane he actually he actually competed at the national level again for junior nats and he got six in the whole nation so he's up there he competed six seven shows and came top five in all of them but he actually when we first started prep in january of last year um he made me eat so much i was like why are you doing this he said because i want to see how you respond i want to see how your body responds I want to see what happens. And so I didn't do good with tomatoes. I bloated, right? So he was like, okay, no more tomatoes. You do a good asparagus. That's fine. Rice, absolutely. So we asparagus made Asparagus is gross, bro. It's like eating like grass. My coach, I forgot to bring my greens one morning to go to the show in, in uh, West Georgia. That man made me eat raw asparagus in the car while I was driving. Daniel, do you eat asparagus? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, God. No, God, I don't eat it after that. I don't know. Imagine eating it raw, Daniel. Ain't it? I no, almost that, threw it up. That for me. When I was dropping. <laughs> I mean, if you get, if, if, if you don't cook your asparagus, or even if you do cook it and you get like a, a little not spot that's not as cooked, it's all chewy and stringy and like it's almost like rubber. It just, just can't chew it. It's like with spinach, too. I eat raw spinach. I eat my spinach raw most of the time. That's how you get to be like, Papa, I see you. Okay, I feel you. Oh, yeah. I'll just take it by the – and I literally just weigh it. I, I weigh my food every time. It's to the point where I name my scale Rudy. <laughs> I name my scale because I'm, I'm around it so much. I might as well give it a name. That man seen so much the same food every day. And so salmon is my third meal, um, around six ounces. So, you know – is one ounce every one ounce is seven grams of protein. So around 42 ounces or 42 grams, not 42 ounces, 42 grams of protein. Um, has some good fat in there too. You got your omegas, you know, from the food. Uh, any type of green, green again. Um, and then of course, we'll, we'll switch it up. We'll actually do like Chex Mix, some Chex Mix or something like that because it has a good source of fiber, you know. You wanna get your fiber in there too. Uh, probably do Chex Mix and like half rice, you know, just switch it up. And then I just hang out, whatever, you know, do whatever. And I try to eat around every two and a half hours. Uh, so that's, that's, that's it. Because I'm so hungry, man. Your metabolism is moving so much because you're consuming so much food at a certain amount of times. And so, you know, and I'll do the same, I'll do the same salmon meal that next meal. And then I'll do that next, the same salmon meal again, that next meal. So the last three, three meals I have are strictly salmon, rice, and vegetables. Do you, do you do you ever think to yourself, this is just silly? 
Dude, sometimes, yeah, because man, because when you're coming, you think about it, you're on. I feel like a boxer, like you're on prep for so long, like you kind of like just isolate yourself from the world. You know, your world is eating, sleeping, and bodybuilding for that time. Like you can ask my mom, you know, like <clears throat> it was to the point where she don't even she didn't even know where I was at half the time because I'm either at the gym sleeping or at school. Like she's like, you do anything? I'm like, yeah, work out you know, or in like, or they'll go get some to eat. And then I'll have, you know, I'll have cheat meals too. And boy, them cheat meals are. But I think you defined it well, when you talk about what you're going through for education and then what you're doing to train for these shows, you're living in a box right now. I think, I think that was an accurate description. I mean, it's a, it's probably a good time to do it. Like the studying and the dedication you got to put academically, it's almost good that you don't have any other distractions right. that you can stay home. You can, structure your day and and i'm sure there are times where it sucks where people are like hey you want to come we're celebrating this and you're just like well i can come but i gotta i got this tupperware i gotta eat this tupperware (laughs) it's so crazy because man it's so awesome too because the people that know me and know about that sport they they're so respectful with the band like even with dylan and all them like all them guys they'll see me and they're like show coming up i'm like yeah they're like keep at it bro like you know they'll like keep going you it's know the opposite of high school when peer pressure's in and like you tell people no and that like excites them to ask you more <laughs> dude yeah absolutely it's like because and all the people that know understand so they're super respectful man like you know they're they're super nice they understand they're really understanding because they even said to themselves they're like i couldn't do it i'm like well yeah you could just you know it's not for it's it's not for everyone it's just for the people who want to do it it's really nothing to it are you doing it like think about it Oh, there's nothing to it. All you're doing is just eating. So what what time is your last meal? Is it be- right before bed or is it a few hours before bed? 7.30. Because I go to bed around two hours before. Do you have anything prior to bed? No, not really. I'm not even that hungry when I go to bed, honestly, because I eat so much. Like, even in prep, people think I starve. No, man, I eat. I eat a lot. It's just, like, clean. Yeah. you know super clean strict clean but like on su- every sunday at 12 45 i go to five guys and i get two i get two two uh double meat and cheese only big burgers with a large fry and all on the side and oh like, that sounds so good Woo, man it sounds so good you're not kidding dude every like- su- every sunday you do that yeah nice dude that's what i look forward to like when I come off this 75 hard, I'm meeting you at five guys. We're going to do this. Dude, we will literally bring every, all the equipment to the podcast. My stomach's going to hurt so bad when we get done. I'm just going to tell you. We might, we might <laughs> okay. Like, yeah. we might feel lethargic, but it's so worth it. Like, it's so worth it. And let me what? tell you something. The pumps on Sunday, I still work out. I take – I take um, on this prep, my coach actually made me rest for uh, three days. We only worked out four days, you know, out of the week. And that's also why I got so much, so much size because I rested. There's not many people understand like your glycogen levels and like everything like that are like, like start to expand. Rest is for the week, bro. Man, I don't know. Rest is good. I go seven days a week. Rest is good. It helps for the healing process, anti-inflammatories, helps with joint complexes, Mm -hmm. everything like that. It's needed. That's why you're so angry all the time. You're, infl- <laughs> you're constantly inflamed. 
You know, if I don't work out seven days a week, whatever day I don't work out, somebody's getting hurt. Daniel, that's the point. <laughs> I, I, I feel you. I've had to recently like reevaluate because my big thing is like, I got into this, this habit of, I like working out. I enjoy it. So yeah. if I have the time, like I want to do something I like to do, but right. in reality, I was doing detriment to my body because I wasn't able to recover. Um, yeah. And so all the goals that I was putting yeah. in front of me, I wasn't coming close to hitting them because there was just no rest and it was just right. constant. And I think hormones, hormone levels change, which is, is not a good thing. And once that happens, you know, like it's tough to like get that back to balance. So yeah. And also not even that, but like just your overall, like burning fat, like people don't understand, like you, you, you heal, like, you know, that's why you're so sore in the mornings most times because all that lactic's built, you know, lactic acid build up and like your body is basically, in re re you know, trying to rejuvenate because lactic acid is there because through the Krebs cycle, because there's not enough oxygen, right? So therefore it made artificial oxygen to go into the muscle and the muscle cells. And it just started to crystallize over time after you got back to resting heart rate and your O2 stats went back up. So right. that's the main reason why. And so like that many people are, and like, it's so crazy because you actually hold more water weight when you don't sleep. Because at that point, your body's like, okay, we're not sleeping. We're in survival mode. So it's holding all this water. It's holding all this fat because it thinks, you know, it has no idea what's going on. You're jittery from exhaustion, like all that stuff. Your mental is fogged. You're basically going into like a carb head. That's why I call my carb days. Like, on my low carb days, I literally lost my shoe and it's in my hand the whole time. My mom was like, "It's in your hand," and I was like, "Oh, I knew that. It was in my hand." So, do you do you track macros on anything, or you just at this point you just measure weigh and measure your foods, and you know because you eat the same things all the time? So I can actually man, it's so crazy because I I know this I know food so well now I can actually look at like a like a big old thing of meat or whatever and i could be like okay that's around you know some what so so ounces that's around so so many grams of fat you know whatever but during prep my coach gives me my macros and we go through the same app so he can see my macros and see how much i'm doing based off that you know we share the app and so but throughout the off season he says just go with your go with the flow learn your body because in the off season you're wanting to improve, but also you want to learn your body a little bit more. It's like, okay, I could eat a little bit more and, you know, before this workout because, you know, we're doing this or whatever, you know, it's like, you kind of, it's like trial and error. This is time to, to literally learn, mess up and go over it again and fix it. That's it. So I got, I got one question before we jump into a, a game. This is Sweet. kind of a selfish question, but. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting closer to 40. I, I still got some time before I hit 40, but is it feasible for me to reinvent my physique if I eat right and I rest and I, I and, and I, I try to, I try to tell people that cause that's what I believe. I believe like <laughs> age is a number, but like genetics, you know, genetics aside, age aside like right. the template is the template if you do this like you'll see results like right. how fast you see results <clears throat> may vary but i feel like if you want to look a certain way you can you can do it it just takes a little yeah. bit of, of time right if you want something 
bad enough. As Eric Thomas says, if you want success as much as bad as you want to breathe, you will be successful because you want that air, right? And so, like, it, it like, new, new, nutrition, like, if you're consistent, and this is anybody, like, this is antibody, anybody. If you, it don't matter what age also, because biology is biology. Like, it don't matter about age. It doesn't matter about sex. It doesn't matter about nothing. It's strictly you know, according to, it's going to adapt on its own, it's, you know, it's adaptation, it's science. So therefore, if you eat consistent and you go along your macros and you stay clean with your eating, you get enough hydration, enough micronutrients, not many people, um, not many people look at that too, magnes, you know, your electrolytes, because that also focuses on your pH balance, your heart, potassium, that's how you keep your heart beating, you know, if you go Hypokalemia means low, low potassium. Hyperkalemia, which means too high potassium, right? So different stuff like that. Um, you can literally change your physique in thir- like 60 to 90 days. Yeah, and the reason I can solidify what you said is, you know, we, we've talked about myself in the program uh, right. a little bit. I mean, here I am fixing to be 38, and, you know, I started taking the right supplements, started dieting, and now I feel as good as I've felt in my thirties. I'm, and so pushing 40 and, um, I'm getting leaner, um, as strong as I've ever been. And so to your point, like, you know, my workout game hasn't changed. It was, it was only just the diet, the dieting and, and the way of life. Like, you know, I'm not like you know, on the shred, I'm not cardioing any more than I was. It's literally just the diet. Yeah. There is a, there is evidence by the American sports association, right. Or ACSM, um, uh, American college sports medicine, that there is around six concepts. So you have your wellness, you have your, your, you know, your job, you have your mental state, your physical, your spiritual, um, all that stuff like that. Physical fitness can actually improve scientifically proven. And there's statistics out there that it can actually upgrade and improve all of those. It can improve every part of your life. Like it's insane how many people don't realize like my academics went up because of uh, working out. Or also your mental state too, man. Like you don't want to push that weight. It's heavy. It looks scary, but it's just weight when you get under it and you push it. Self-esteem goes up. Self-confidence goes up. Everything goes up because you're literally transform. You're literally transforming your body at your own pace. That's insane. Like it's yeah. insane. Transformation in itself is insane. Yeah, no doubt. And we appreciate, and I hope the listeners are paying attention to. Um, the information you're giving them, because, you know, um, I've been learning more and more and I'm learned more and more through this episode on, you know, how to, to make a transformation. And it sounds like Daniel is even, you know, considering one. So we appreciate your knowledge. Um, man, I'll oh, tell yeah. you what, uh, you, you definitely showed, you know, you, you talked about retaining knowledge back all the way to high school. You could tell as you spit out that stuff, like you've retained a lot of knowledge in this, oh. in this industry and everything. And so uh, we appreciate you giving us that. But with that, it's time to play a game. It's time to get off all that serious dieting thing. You're all about structure. We're taking you out of structure. All oh. right. So the only part of structure about this is, is we're going to play a game called this or that. And you have to follow, you know, there's two rules. We're going to give you two options and you can't say both and you can't say neither. You got it? Let's do it. Come on. Let's do it. All right. So we're going to throw you a softball question. Start easy first. You know, would you rather never wait in line again or never catch a red light again? Never catch a red light again all day long. All right. Are you usually late to things? Is that why? No, man, it's just, I just hate red lights. Like I got in my, I got to take it personal sometimes, man. Especially <laughs> when like, you catch like 60, yeah. Dude, I'm like, this is personal. Like they know I'm driving. 
you know, this is so personal. I can't. So red lights got to go, dude. I hear you. All right. So would you rather eat healthy or lift weights? You can only have one. Eat healthy all day. All day. That was a no brainer, huh? What if you had to get rid of one of those options forever? Wait, are you talking about like lifting health? Oh, eating healthy or lifting? Yeah, you can't touch the weights ever again. Eating healthy is gone. <laughs> so lifting weights then. Healthy is gone. Yeah, I man, lifting is just like a that's just a part of me, you know. Like I look like I look for going to the gym. Like those two hours, the rest of 22 hours, I don't even care about those two hours all day. All right. So with lifting weights, you like lifting chest better or back? Dude, back all day. I love my back days. Man. All right. Arms or shoulders? Shoulders. Boulder shoulders, baby. All right. So now let's add, let's add those together. Shoulders versus back. Ooh. I'm about to go with shoulders because that's my main thing, man. You that's just became my, my best friend. Shoulders yeah. are my favorite thing. Other like, week. Yeah, it's crazy. Shoulders are shoulders are intense. That's where, hey, look, you know, when you see it, that's how you can spot a guy sometimes working out. People think like you see the arms or the chest or whatever. When you Dude. see a guy who's wearing a shirt that's loose, but yeah, it's standing up tall. It's a, like hey, it's the caps, like it's insane. It's the caps. Absolutely. All right. So what would you rather have? If you could only have one of these things, would you rather have a good smile or good hair? Hold on. Well, reason I'm, you know, I love my smile, but also I'm a redhead. So, (laughs) you know, I'm like, which one do, what should I want? You know what? I'm going to take care of the hair. We're going, I like the smile, you know. Got to keep the flow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so all the easy questions are out. If we come into the two staple questions, the hard questions, I really want you to think about this next one because right. some people answer it without putting any thought into it. All right, would you rather spend 10 years in a coma or five years in jail? Oh, okay. Now, people like to ask all sorts of different questions. Look, look. Look, Tanner, don't don't dwell on this question. It's very easy. This is no easiest. look, and let me let me let me precursor this. People, <laughs> people, no, no, people try to like. All right, they're like, can I come out of the coma early? No, it's ten years. No, you're people innocent. ask, can they get out of prison early for good behavior? No, no, it's five years. The main thing, it just depends on what the defense is, right? Because I don't want to go to prison for five years for murder. You know, I'd rather be in a coma. No, it, I mean, it doesn't matter what you're in there for. Prison's prison. You're going to have to defend yourself for five years, man. I'm going to coma all day. I've been and that's why Daniel says it's easy, because he don't want that prison hey, life. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't going to jail. No, I'm in structure, but I also don't want to be in a, you know, 10 by 10, you know, sitting there. Look, I, look Tanner, man, I, I'm, I'm damn near 40. And I, at, this point <laughs> in my, at, at this point in my life, I know what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. Yeah. In jail, I ain't good at that. I know no, that. Like, no, I'm look, good. You know I bet you have great dreams when you're in a coma. Well, yeah, and what I what I know I'm good at is sleeping and napping. So, <laughs> if there was that was a if, that, if you had a salary on that, I feel like I'll cap the salary out. But hey, you oh, get to lift sure. weights in prison. You're gonna be weak when you come out that coma. Nope. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? All right. So this next one, in order for me to ask it the right way, I got to ask a question. You talked about the different schools you were going to apply to. Um, what is the number one one on your list? I need to know what the top one on your list is. Vanderbilt. All right. So here's, so here's how the question is going to be phrased. If you were told that you were going to get admitted to Vanderbilt for med school, 
but you had to let go of all your current friends. You had to get new friends. Doesn't mean you can't have no friends, but you had to get rid of your current friends in order to get into Vanderbilt. What uh, you doing? I'm definitely, I'm definitely not going to Vanderbilt. Oh, Daniel, he's going the friends route. Man, so it's usually money or friends, but being that you have a school in mind, I wanted to phrase it differently and see if that school your choice, you wanted it so bad that you're willing to cut your friends loose. Well, you see, the thing is, is like I have I have friends, but I have best friends. Like shout out to my boy Logan Newsome. You know, he's my best friend. Like he really got me through my prep. Like 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 Mick and Rocky. He was my Mick. Like he was there constantly. Oh, Daniel's favorite movie. You went to Rocky and referenced it. I can, I can appreciate free, that. Free, baby. That's it. I can, I can respect that. Yeah. But. So, like, and you know what? Like, there's always, I know, I, I, I know my potential. I know my potential. I know how much I can, I, I give, I can give. So, therefore, I know a school will be out there, but I'm not losing my people. That's who, that's make, that's who make me. That's who makes me, you know. Look, look, Tanner, I, I'm, a, I'm going to leave it at, at this. All right. Yeah. If, if Jim was a speed bump, in front of my dreams, <laughs> I would run over him and then I would stop and back up over him <laughs> and go forward and I would say deuces and I will find somebody else. That, nobody, that hurt. Nobody Usually you would tell me you would cut me loose. You never said you'd run <laughs> over me and then back back over me. <laughs> oh, like that. Man, because, you know, because, man, I lost so many people in my life, you know, like my, my family is two people. So, like, Fam, like, like, there's so much, like, another guy named Armand, you know, he's playing at Utah right now, Snow College, um, you know, he, he played, he walked on at State, you know, for football over there at corner, so, like, man, like, all these people that are close to me, I've been knowing that guy since sixth grade, um, so, like, family is it, like, that's, why, that's how I got into the gym, man, like, you know, my coach, he's like my dad, he's like my dad, he tells me right from wrong, you know, my dad's not here, so he's, he's like, he takes our role. Just, just so you know, Vanderbilt's going to hear this episode and decide that you're not worthy of coming there. You know what? And then I'll, and then I'll just like write. I'll be like, you know what? That I'm going to so Harvard. It's okay. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to Boston, baby. We're going up. We're going upstate. That's a great school, though. You know, all those schools are great. I just want to apply because you know what if you know like, like Ben Carson. Like he, like dude, I want to be. I want to be the Ben Carson of vascular surgery. I want to change medicine. I'm not there just to be in it. I'm there to change it. Listen to that world changing. That's it. You only get you only get so much time on this life, you know. Like, why not make a legend? Like, why not why not leave your mark for the better good of mankind? Right? Like, there is nothing more satisfying than helping other people. Like, I work in the ER. I'm an ED medical scrub, and I've seen I've seen from gunshot wounds to COVID patients. I've seen a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff that I really sh- sh- you know, would not want to see, but we help those people. They leave better. We had people like, we thank you. And I never got to have that fulfillment until now. So that's all what my life is about. That's why I do fitness. That's why I, you know, compete because for other people that can, you know, I do this thing for other people that cannot do it. That is well put, man. And Tanner, I appreciate you. Jim appreciates you. Um, if there is, yeah, man, absolutely. If there's anything we can, we can help you with along the way, your next competition or whatever it is, man, reach out to us, let us know. And we'd be more than happy to, to do that for you.
man, I, I really do appreciate y'all letting me on. It was, it was, this is an insane opportunity too, like just to, you know, kind of just lay back and uh, just talk about, you know, fitness and knowing that you're in that industry, you have a background, it's like connections. Like I know exactly what you're talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. All yeah. This yeah, it, it's good because it's it's always nice to go outside of the, the normal resources and find a new face and a new person to talk to because you always learn something. You always get different approaches, different techniques. But, man, oh, yeah, what, for sure. yeah what, what a great time to have you have you on uh, New Year's resolutions and all those things happening. I'm sure now is the time where people need a little re up a little, you know, that's it. a little refresher, a little pick me up. So. Man, Tanner, I appreciate you. And you. if you if you want to follow Tanner, check him out on on Instagram at Fitness with Leonard, or check out his coach. He's probably got pictures. He's probably got all kinds of yeah. He's on there for sure. Stuff at IB Fitness, Tanner. We appreciate you, man. Come back and join us anytime. All right, brother. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me on. And stay real. You know, love, peace, and taco grease. Yes, sir. That's Tanner. <laughs> That's Tanner Jenkins, everybody. If you like hearing this story or other stories, or you just like hearing average Joe's talk X's and O's, please like and share the podcast on Facebook. Retweet us on Twitter. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. As always, your comments, ratings, and feedback is always welcome. Check us out next week. We got episode 20 coming at you. We're going to be talking to Trey Jolly. He's a former Mississippi State baseball player. He's a coach at Base Performance Training, and he's the owner and operator of Stud Muffins. If you want to know what Stud Muffins is, follow him on Instagram, or we'll see you next Monday. This has been the End Off the Bench Podcast. As always, remember, strong body, sharp minds, grit and grind all the time. We're out. All right, boys. So you know I've struggled with pain. You know I've struggled with weight loss. You know I've struggled with anxiety, and you know I've struggled with sleep. What if I told you there was a place that could help you with all of these things? True Life Dispensary, pain relief without narcotics, sleep, weight loss, anxiety relief. You can find this at 117 West Commerce Street in Hernando. Hours, Monday through Friday, 9 to 7, Saturday, 10 to 5. So check them out and get your life turned around.